All right, welcome back to our Sunday seminar, the first one in 2023, uh, as we have Morgan Bird here with us, and we are going to be looking at um, what it means to share your faith and how to do that, and uh, just the importance of it in our life, and what better way to do that than the beginning of the year as we start off 2023, and, um, you know, we just finished up tonight with a great session um, where Morgan opened up to... Um, our group about uh, just the importance of sharing our faith and um, where is it found in scripture and how um, can we do this in a biblical in a biblical context so um, thank you for being able to do this Morgan mm -hmm. and uh, joining so um, first off when we are so when we started off today uh, the first thing you asked were what were some obstacles uh, that we have when we come to share our faith and we had some people rattle off a few different ideas and I'm sure we all have a lot of the overlapping um, obstacles or um, setbacks when it comes to um, sharing our faith but um, were any of those that were mentioned that stood out to you that um, would be uh, you know helpful for us to hear right here yeah absolutely you know I I noticed we had a pretty um, good group tonight. And, and I think part of the reason why is anytime we talk about sharing our faith, I think it's something that most believers, if not all believers, <clears throat> know that it's something that they're called to do. And I think a lot of believers even want to do it. But for whatever reason, lots of different reasons, I think we all struggle to be faithful in sharing. Um, I know even tonight just shared my own life there have been many times when I didn't take opportunities that I should have. Um, we talked a little bit about Peter and how he denied Jesus and how uh, most of us find ourselves in that same place. And so a couple of the uh, obstacles that people talked about, I mean, I think the first one, and I would say probably the one that resonated with everybody, was just the fear of rejection. Just the idea that... Um, this friend or this family member or this coworker isn't going to like what I have to say, that they're not going to want to talk about it. And um, maybe even beyond that, not, not only that they might not want to talk about it, but that it might ruin the relationship, that it might change things in how we act towards one another. They might treat me differently. Uh, I might be made fun of in a different, different way. And so I think by far, it seemed to me that heads were nodding and people were just resonating with this, this fear of, of uh, rejection. Uh, one of the things we talked about is how because we have associated ourselves with Jesus and put our trust in him, and it's him that we're really sharing uh, with others, um, we can know that when we are rejected, uh, it's not us who's being rejected, but it's Jesus who's being rejected. Uh, it still doesn't make it easy but at least we know that um, the person that they're rejecting is, is actually Jesus. And then <clears throat> we read through a couple different passages. Uh, one of them was in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And it talks about how we uh, give off the aroma of Christ. And in verse uh, 15, so this is 2 Corinthians 2, starting in verse 15 and 16, it says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God, among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing, to one a fragrance from death to death, to the other a fragrance from life to life. And so 
Paul, in a way, is, is preparing us for rejection. He's saying that our job is to spread the knowledge of Jesus everywhere, and he uh, uses the illustration of fragrance or a smell. So he's saying, hey, we should, everywhere we go, you know, we should make, uh, make it smelly for, for Jesus. That's kind of a weird way to say that, but he's saying some people will love the smell. Some people will enjoy it, and it will lead to life. But other people won't like the smell. They'll be repelled by it, and it will lead them to death. And so it's true. There's no avoiding it, that rejection is part of it. But we, we saw tonight that our job is to be faithful to Christ and to simply present him and share him and then leave the results uh, to God. So that was one of the big ones. Um, another one just had to do with different kinds of inadequacies. Maybe it's, I don't know enough. Maybe it's, I'm just not comfortable in my own faith yet. Maybe it's, I don't think I live a good enough life or I'm a holy enough person. And uh, again, uh, we just talked about from 2 Corinthians chapter 3 down in uh, verse uh, 4 and 5. It says, such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything is coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. And so we basically said, you know, if we're feeling inadequate, that's actually the right way to feel. If we're feeling like this is too much for us, if we're feeling like we're not holy enough, if we're feeling like we haven't earned the right to be able to share Jesus, then that's actually exactly how we should feel. But Paul's point here is that God has given us his grace and he has made us adequate. He has made us sufficient. And so it's true. It's, it's not anything in us that makes us able to share or even qualified to share, but God has qualified us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so it's, it's actually kind of a cool thing that when we go and we try to share Jesus with other sinners, we know that we're sinners too. Uh, we know that we're, we don't know everything. We can say, hey, I don't know. And we can go and ask for help. And that maybe through our humility, it might actually open up a, a greater door for the gospel. And so uh, those were two of the big um, obstacles. Uh, Kyle, did you hear any other ones that you felt like were important to address? Yeah, I thought um, like an idea of like uh, your identity or your image, Mm. kind of tying that to uh, just being comfortable in our faith is, uh, I mean, I know just for myself, um, we can disqualify ourselves uh, from uh, being good enough to share our faith or even talk about God at times. A lot of times we hold ourselves to a way higher standard than, um, you know, we hold other people to or what God says who we are. Um, so I thought a couple of those were really interesting um, and applicable to my life as well. Just um, I think the, the idea came up, like, when will we ever be sufficient to share the gospel um, without uh, condemning ourselves, and that's going to be never. We're always going to be sinful. We're always going to have something in our life that is, um, you know, a sin mm. against God, but mm-hmm. um, we're never disqualified from sharing the gospel because God uses sinful people to take his word. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think those two were really interesting. Uh, you, you know, you talk about identity. There was another one that was shared similar to rejection, but um, someone said they were kind of afraid of being falsely labeled. And what they meant by that was there's a lot of false ideas about who Christians are or what Christians believe. 
And this person was just saying they're afraid sometimes to want to associate with Jesus or to talk to people about Jesus because of other false associations that might come with it. And uh, I wish I had you know, been thinking about this more in the moment, but I think that's one of the reasons that's so encouraging that we know that as God's people, we will one day be vindicated. So in, in all reality, um, all of us, even if it's not for Jesus, we're all going to be misunderstood at times in our lives. And we're all going to be mischaracterized and probably slandered and talked about in different ways. And, um, and then we especially will, especially in our current moment and time and place that we live in, um, there are certain associations that come with being a Christian that aren't necessarily true. Uh, but that's where we get to trust God and trust that one day he will vindicate us. And so it's okay if we're misunderstood. It's okay if people don't get uh, what we truly believe. And we can lovingly and gently try to work towards showing them the truth of what we believe, but then be okay with trusting God's vindication uh, in the end. So uh, yeah, man, I thought the conversation about obstacles was great. I thought everybody resonated with it. And um, it's helpful to see that um, these obstacles that we all feel None of us are alone in that. And that's why we need God's help. That's why we need uh, strength from him to be able to be a faithful witness. And so uh, I really liked the way we started off tonight talking about the obstacles. Yes, yeah, same. I thought it was very, um, it was like a level playing field. Everybody's coming in with the same uh, mindset uh, that there's something holding them back. And as we turn from there, um, you ask the question, what is the goal in sharing our faith? Uh, so what is the purpose, what's the goal, and even why we're studying this? Um, why do we meet as a church? Why do we um, evangelize? Why do we, take the, why do we share our faith? Um, so what can you tell us about the goal in sharing our faith? Awesome. Yeah, I feel like in a way, uh, even if there wasn't a particular verse that um, highlighted this, I think we could still uh, draw it from Scripture that the point of everything, the goal of all of life, is that God would be glorified. But I think sometimes when it comes to evangelism or sharing our faith, uh, we maybe lose sight of that. We tend to focus so much on the person and so much on getting uh, our point across or so much on being right or so much on showing them why we have something good that they need that I think many times we can forget that it's God being honored. It's God being glorified that really is um, <clears throat> the most important goal. But in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, by the way, uh, you'll pick up on this. We spent a lot of time in 2 Corinthians tonight, and I would just encourage anybody who wants to grow in their sharing of their faith to spend a few uh, hours looking at 2 Corinthians chapters 3, 4, and 5. But in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, uh, verses 13 through 15, it says this, since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed, and so I spoke. We also believe, and so we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. For it is all for your sake, so that as the grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. So here we have a very explicit uh, paragraph in the Bible where we're, sh we're shown that the glory of God 
is the primary goal in sharing our faith. But then we also see that uh, sharing with others out of love for them is the, pro- the secondary goal. And so in that sense, the great commandment to love God and love our neighbor maps on perfectly to sharing our faith. Um, and I think it's important to remember because when we share our faith and it glorifies God, that frees us because we remember that what God wants from us more than anything is just to honor him. It's not our job to change people. It's not our job to convince them. Our job is to honor him. And, and so that really sets us free to not feel like we have to manipulate the results. And so I think it's important to remember from the outset that the goal of sharing our faith, first and foremost, is to bring glory to God. And then the secondary goal is to love our neighbor who we, we want to see them uh, come to faith in Christ and to spend eternity with God. And so out of love for them, uh, that's why we share. Cool. Yeah, so these two alone have kind of already built up a little bit of confidence and encouragement um, because, one, we all struggle with obstacles in sharing our faith. We're um, disqualifying ourselves or we have something that's holding us back. But now that we have a goal and that it's not really about us, it's about God's glory, and we get to benefit from that. Um, The third question you asked was, how does power come into sharing? Um, Or where does power come in sharing? And uh, I think this is a really good one as well, just, you know, tops it off that, um, you know, this power isn't even from us. So uh, where does this power come from, how we share our our faith, and uh, who does this power come from, and what is it for? Awesome. Yeah, so we basically talked about two things with regard to power. On the one hand, we have to think about us as the sharer. Where do I get power from? And then we also have to think about the person listening, uh, the, the person receiving it. Um, how will they have the power to believe and to, to trust God? So on the, on the first question, uh, we looked at a couple passages. One is Acts 1.8, where Jesus actually told his disciples that they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came upon them and that they would be his witnesses. And so we just acknowledge right off the bat that whatever this task is of sharing the gospel, of witnessing to Jesus, it must be difficult enough that Jesus thought that we needed his very spirit to carry it out. And so that alone reminds us that we need to be dependent upon the spirit. But then we also looked at the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. You know, sometimes I think about Paul as this guy who's up on a pedestal. It just seems like he was so faithful to Jesus. He did so many things right. He was constantly giving up his own life and his own body uh, for the sake of Jesus. Um, And yet what we see from Paul is he still needed help from the Holy Spirit. And he asked people to pray for him to be able to share faithfully. In Ephesians 6, verse, uh, starting with verse 18 and 19, It says, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. So here's Paul. Here's this guy who was never short of words, who wrote some of our books of the Bible, and yet he is asking for prayer so that he would have the words to say in sharing his faith. And then here's Paul who, uh, again, was willing to give, give up his own life for Jesus. He was praying for boldness, that he would actually have the courage to share. 
And so I think what we see from this is that if we're going to be faithful in sharing our faith, we need the Holy Spirit. We need him to empower us both to give us the words to say and also to give us the boldness and the courage to be willing to say it, uh, even if we, we might be rejected. But then we also talked about the person listening. And we looked at a, a passage in 2 Corinthians, again, back to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we were reminded that when we're sharing, um, our job is to be faithful, but then it's God's role to actually change their heart. And this is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. So verse 5 is our part. Verse 5 is how we are obedient to God. We share with others that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we serve. We serve Jesus and we serve others by serving Jesus. Or the other way around, we serve Jesus by serving others. So that's our job. Verse 6 is what God does. It says, For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So what Paul does is he takes us all the way back to creation and he takes us to that moment when there was only darkness and then God spoke and there was light. And he says, essentially, that is what happens in the heart of someone who believes in Jesus. That one moment they're in darkness, one moment they're dead in their sins, One moment, they're guilty. One moment, they don't love God and they don't love the things of God. But then in in an instant, God turns on the lights and that person hears about Jesus and they love it. They hear, or or to go back to the, the image of smell, they smell the aroma and now it smells good to them. And so uh, we were just talking about how the power for someone to believe comes from the spirit of God. So in this uh, exercise of sharing our faith. We both need his power to give us the strength to share and the boldness to share. And we also depend on his power to change the hearts of the people that we're sharing with. And um, I, I think it just shows us on the one hand that we're totally dependent upon God. But the exciting thing is, is that it means that no one is too far gone. No one is too hard. No one uh, is so uh, far away that God's power can't awaken them to see the beauty of Jesus. And so uh, for that, we're thankful. And I think, again, it frees us up to want to share without feeling the pressure of gaining the results. Uh, We share faithfully, and then we trust God to do the rest. Yes, that's like the good news. That's in the good news that, one, it's not on us. It's not our power. It's nothing that we could ever do to bring salvation. It's nothing we can do to earn salvation. And it's for God's glory, and He's going to be called, He's going to be honored, and we get to benefit in that in uh, sharing eternal life with God because of what He's done for us and how He's called us to live now. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think all this was really encouraging and um, uh, insightful and uh, thought provoking tonight. And um, as we look forward to next week, is there anything you want to leave us with? Yeah, so the next uh, next week we're going to talk about the content of, so what, what is it that we share? And then we're going to begin to talk about some methods of how we actually go about sharing. And as far as the content, we're going to talk about the reality of God and his world. Uh, we're going to talk about the redemption that he has accomplished for us in Christ. 
And then we're going to talk about our response to who he is and what he has done for us. And so you can look forward to talking about the content of what we share and then the methods of how we share next week. Uh, And if you weren't here with us and you'd like to jump on board, we'll be back here for all uh, the Sunday nights in January. This is 2023. So if you're listening to this in January 2023 and you want to jump on board, we're here at the church, Palmetto Shores at 6 p.m. Would love for you to, to jump on board. All right. Thanks. We'll talk to you next time.